Hey guys, it's Tuesday night, and uh, it's your favorite show, Tuesday Night Hangout. And with us tonight, we have Will Fly. Hey, Will. What's up, guys? Good to be here. Mark uh, McElroy said he might be a little late. Uh, he is working, and he can't get away from what he's doing. And Shane uh, uses the excuse of working on his bathroom, but the truth is he's trying to upload a video on his computer and that's why he's not on here but we just will not say that we know that information i wonder what video he's talking about yeah i would like to know he's got some pretty good videos too so i think i know yeah i i don't do much of the videos or the video uploading because um i just don't have the time to do that um and plus i don't have very good content I do a lot of video recording just for my safety sake, but that's it. Will, you got good videos. I like yours. You you got some real good ones, and Mark Mark also has good ones. Yeah, he does. I agree, and thank you. Appreciate you did, did oh yeah, you saw that uh, you saw that picture um, of Shane with his shadow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I thought maybe the video would be about. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. You guys will have to wait for that picture to come out. It's it is pretty neat. Um <clears throat> anyways, I just want to give a shout out. We had a pretty bad thing happen here in Wisconsin with uh somebody that uh ran a car down a Christmas parade and killed five people in Waukesha. Kind of a uh thing that you don't want to hear about and it's pretty sad. So Hopefully everybody down there that was involved, um, you know, everybody's thinking about them. So it's uh, not what we needed or anywhere for that fact, but pretty sad. Um, so what's uh, what have you been up to, Will, this week? Well, I've been, uh, I have flown. I flew with uh, Brian Waller and, no, was it Brian Waller? No, Ross Gassaway. And uh, another buddy of mine, Christopher Kane, down in uh, Irwin, North Carolina, I had a good time, caught a balloon. And uh, I was saying on the show last, was it? I think it was last night, that uh, the colder it gets, the, the, the less chance you really have of flying with other pilots, because a lot of pilots don't like flying in the cold, uh, and there's no fly-ins. Yeah. So I jump at the opportunity to fly with other guys this time of year. So I had a good time. and. Uh, I've also got uh, a buddy of mine that's having a heart procedure done. So spent the last couple of nights in the hospital and yeah, he's doing good and uh, about ready to hit the sky again. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's um, glad you got some flying in, but more important, glad everything's going okay with your uh, buddy with the heart procedure. Thank you. <clears throat> so um, let's see, we have not been flying and our reason is, a, we haven't had real good weather. Um, the second reason is last Saturday was the beginning of our 10-day hunting season with rifles here in Wisconsin. Um, I don't feel 100% safe being a moving target because there is so many people out there hunting and all it takes is one guy that is a little loopy and he thinks that we're wrecking his deer hunting 
um, with the little bit of noise that we make. So uh, we'll wait until after this Sunday when the gun hunting ends. Um, and then it goes back to bow hunting. And then it's just fun. It's a challenge for them to get us because we're because <laughs> we're too high. <laughs> but um, ninja catch the bow in the air. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, it, it just it's maybe it's a mental thing. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to take that chance. So and then uh, oh, what else? Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to my mom and dad. My dad said he's been watching our shows and. Uh, He's really impressed that he's put us, he's put all this money into us for higher education and we have a YouTube show. <laughs> so hi dad. So bad, you could have, you could you could have done worse. Right, exactly. Um so uh with that, we haven't flown. Um we are on Thursday, even though it's Thanksgiving, we are going down to where we trained to continue our education for our tandem and uh, uh, flight instructor, get our training, um, more training. So uh, that'll be fun. And it's supposed to be right around uh, high 30s for temperature. So that will be um, fun. A warm summer day for you. It'll be a warm summer day. <laughs> so. Um, yeah that'll be that'll be a a challenge to keep warm but it is what it is we can handle it so we're charging up all our gear right now we're loading up the trailer um and that's what we're going to be doing so um anyway so this the show is kind of uh something that uh will actually thought up and it is flight etiquette you know, and I think that's not just at a fly-in. I think that would be something that would be uh, for new pilots or even, you know, pilots that have been flying for a little while. Um, you know, what is good flight etiquette? And uh, I, I, I actually looked up the term etiquette, and it is the customary code of polite behavior in society or among members of a particular professional group. So, um, yeah. So, you know, Will, what is your idea of proper etiquette when flying? Well, I mean, loosely speaking, it would be doing to others as, what's that saying? Do unto others as, no. Yeah, do unto others as you would you have would them done to you. <laughs> I didn't think about it. Yeah, before they do it to you. Um, right. I mean, one thing that attracted me to, to this sport right off was the looseness or the lack of regulations and rules that surrounded it, you know, for me to be able to achieve flight. And uh, that was something new to me coming from, you know, general aviation side where it's, it's, everything's regulated. Um, but, you know, I'm the kind of person that I think about I probably, I try to think about the other person as much as I can, sometimes to my own detriment, but uh, I don't know if you call that codependent or whatever, but um, I, I try to be courteous. And when you, like, when you were talking about the, uh, the hunting and when I'm flying and I see, I don't want, I don't want to ruin someone else's sport or someone else's good time, you know, so I can have mine, you know, so 
Uh, I'm not as concerned about someone shooting me out of the sky, but hey, you know, I have been threatened (laughs) (laughs) with a gun, not, you know, not directly, but uh, in a roundabout way. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, just being nice to your fellow human being and, and, and knowing that they're, that they're there to achieve the same thing that you are, and that's to get in the air safely and to have a good time. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I thought about this all week long, uh, just driving around doing what I do uh, for work. And, you know, I, when, when I was thinking about etiquette, boy, I was thinking, you know, where does that, where do you begin with that? And, you know, I think proper etiquette is, it, it starts at making sure you're in the proper state of mind to fly. Um, that would be the beginnings of it. And then, you know, from there going to making sure that you have um, the proper uh, pre-flight, you know, that you have good, reliable equipment. And also uh, you have checked your weather only because of the fact that you don't want to come down um, in a wrong place or, you know, make an inconvenience with somebody else, like you said, and and upset somebody or, or whatnot, even though I understand emergencies and accidents do happen. You know, we need to make sure that we keep those to an absolute minimum. Um, you know, and then a couple other ones is when you're, you know, that I was thinking about is, you know, when you're um, flying with other people, and and I've seen this at fly-ins, and I've seen this at schools and stuff, where somebody will have a wing laid out, and either somebody will come in and set a wing down right in front of them and start laying it out, or they will land right in front of them. And now they have to wait for you to unhook and get out of the way. And I will say, I am more than guilty of doing that that exact thing. And my example was when we were all at Moonshiners in Tennessee, I was flying a trike because I wasn't going to be one of those guys running and blowing a launch. So I use the trike. It's much easier. Uh, But anyways, um, I landed and I taxied off the runway and right over to where we were, um, where our uh, campers were. And I laid my wing down right behind the the camper. And I looked over and smart car Brian (laughs) was there with his engine running and all ready to go. And there's some idiot that pulled up in a trike right in front of him and laid his wing down right there. And that was me. So I am extremely guilty of that exact thing. And I apologized up and down and quickly grabbed my stuff and got it off to the side. So he wasn't waiting with that uh, 50 pound bag of potatoes on his back, you know, so I'm guilty of that. But well, I mean, uh, that, that, of course, the stuff like that's going to happen. It, it, it wasn't done intentionally. And, uh, and when, when you've got that many pilots <laughs> in a very small space, I mean, it, hey, when you're coming into land, especially at a, a, a busy LZ, you're coming into land, it's hard to tell which one is just kind of trying to find center and which one's like ready to rock and roll. I mean, it's hard to keep track of all that. And you still land in your own equipment. I mean, your own uh, 
uh, uh, paramotors. So there's a lot going on. Um, and that is almost, I don't know, a separate animal. Um, I come, I'm kind of thinking like, let's say you get together for a weekend and you're flying with five people and, uh, they're all different levels of experience. You know, you got the person who's just brand new starting out and then you got the superstar or whatever pilot. Um, One thing, I guess, I I have to be tolerant as much as I can and to recognize that fact and to know that, I mean, when I first started out, I did a lot of ignorant stuff and it was just, just because I was ignorant, you know, I didn't say for somebody to launch, you know, or how, you know, what I, I didn't know really um, a lot of that stuff. So with that, uh, Hey, if, if it, it's more the, I guess the uh, just putting the information out there so that people like me who didn't know can find out, you know, right. Handle situations. <laughs> Uh, and where to start, Mark? Man, just pick a freaking topic. I mean, from launching to landing, I mean, it, you can start anywhere. Yeah. Hey, Shane. What's up, Shane? Hey, sorry I'm late. I've had uh, some computer issues, and uh, we're good now. Good, good deal. I think. I, I hope. <laughs> right. If not, um, yeah. Oh, good. So anyways... Um, I'd like to chime in on the, uh, etiquette thing. I, I did a show way back when about proper etiquette or whatever at Flyins. Um, and the number one thing that I broke, I broke this rule at Swanee, um, show up at a decent time. I actually ended up getting at Swan uh, to Swanee at midnight. Exactly. Um, actually I got there around 11 um i had some issues on the way there um got our time got pushed back what have you um but the uh the thing that i it took so long is when i went to go fill up the fresh water because i didn't want to set the camper up and then take it down and go get fresh water in the morning is my fresh water tank still had water in it from when um the other uh, the other Nick, what is it? The other PPG Nick, when he stayed, um, came over, I actually filled up that fresh water and so he could stay in the camper and use whatever water he needed. I forgot about it being in there. So one, it's old water. Two, it needed to come out so I could put fresh water in it. And it took forever for it to drain. And uh, yeah, it took me probably a good 50 minutes to uh, get all of it drained and refilled back up and uh, pulled in at midnight, set up. And the next day I went over to the people that I parked next to, to apologize because they're like, Oh, you're the guy that came in last night. And uh, I was like, yes, I'm really sorry. Um, had some issues. I apologize. I said, I don't normally would, wouldn't normally do that. I said, I just, I'm sorry. They were totally fine with it. And, uh, that's my number one thing. We all can type in the address to where we're going on GPS and it shows you what time you're going to get there. I was actually supposed to get there about 945, which is reasonable because everybody's still up at that time. 
but I had some issues, problems, and well, I showed up way after that <laughs> at midnight. I was going to say, um, that is a good one. You know, that <clears throat> I think you, Shane, you mentioned something about that at a different fly-in where somebody showed up at three in the morning with a big diesel and just was waking people up left and right. No, they left their high beams on. Yeah. <laughs> they left their high beams on, pointed directly at our tent, left the truck running while they wandered around to try to find a place to park. Right. And where they chose to park was directly where everybody was taking off from the very next morning. And it took that person all day to be told by multiple people, including the host, to move the vehicle or the vehicles. And it took all day long before uh, this person uh, decided to move their vehicle. Nah. So you want to talk about proper etiquette? That right there. I mean, if the host that's throwing the show itself says, hey, you need to move your vehicle, you go ahead and move the vehicle. You don't figure out when you have the best time to do it. Now is the time to do it. You're a guest. Whether you're paying or not, you're, we're all guests at these flyings. So that's like going to somebody's house and being rude to them. And you know, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's not right. Oh, yeah, so, you're exactly right. <clears throat> yeah, we, we and, are. We are all guests. Yeah. So, and that's that. Okay. So, with that, bringing it back to say flying with a few other people, say you were invited to someone else's LZ, um, it's, it's real important to, I don't know, just follow their rules or what they ask you to do. You know, for example, don't fly near this house or this farm or whatever. I mean, that's their home LZ. Uh, and LZs come and go. That's just the nature of an LZ. And, and you hear about people losing them left and right. So uh, personally, I would hate to be responsible for someone losing their LZ. So when I fly right. at, uh, yeah, yeah, at someone else's uh, spot, I, I go out of my way to make sure that I don't, you know, screw it up for them. Right. Absolutely. The, um, yep. And that, well, that was kind of one of my points is, you know, when you take off from a kind of a public area, like if it's a park or a field or something like that, don't, you know, fly around the same area and the same homes and this every day, you know, try to fly in different locations. That way, you're not upsetting the neighbors that are watching you or anything like that. I hope that was a big mosquito you were catching and I hope it gets you because they've all froze here. <clears throat> I don't want to tell you what it was. Okay. But it does suck blood. Um, <clears throat> um, actually, I think right now we had a cold front come in yesterday. Um, and by cold front, I mean, you know, Florida standards. And the temperature outside right about now is going to be a balmy 57 degrees. It feels freaking awesome. Whatever. It's going to get down so to here tonight. Actually, what is the morning time here? Um, actually, when we go, I go, I'm going over to uh, London Ivy's this weekend after uh, Thanksgiving, Friday morning. We're going over smart car, Brian, his wife and daughter. 
uh, Jason Russell Smith and myself and Krista are going over Friday. And it is going to be really brisk over there. It's going to be 42 in the morning on Sunday morning. So 69 for highs. Um, so it's a mix of bring shorts and wear pants, you know, pants in the morning, shorts in the afternoon, tank top preps. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I had to go up on a roof today on a commercial building and I was wearing a snowsuit. I looked like the abominable snowman. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> marshmallow man. Yes. Um, but yeah, don't, don't fly over the same area, you know, every day, uh, you know, you, that, it's okay at an airport um, because that's what they're there for. But other than that, you know, a lot of people will, Hey, I got an LZ and it's a little bit of a residential area, you know, and I can squeeze in between some home. Don't keep doing that because that will upset the people that live there. They don't want to hear it. Even though we think we're cool, they don't think we're cool. Um, yeah. Well, they might think we're cool, but probably not. You know what I do to find out if I'm pissing someone off or not? Huh. I check out, uh, what's that site called? Uh, Nextdoor, nextdoor.com. And it's just uh, a community-based website. You know, they've broken down into separate different geographical neighborhoods or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, many times uh, there was one lady that said that I was scaring her cats. Whatever. Most of it, though, really positive. Most of it, like 98% of it is like, wow, awesome. Yeah, the kids love seeing them and blah, blah, blah course i'm doing this anonymously <laughs> not you know putting my whatever but um and, and another lady thought i was trying to peep in her windows so i mean you're gonna get that but it's been uh it's been informative for me nextdoor.com check it out do a is this uh is, is this a um kind of a public forum yeah okay yeah it is i so, Yes, yeah, so never search heard your uh, area there. You might be surprised what you find. I would be interested. We've we've been on um, where we live. It's just small community. They have their own little Facebook page, and uh, Jade and I have had a lot of positive. We haven't heard of negatives. Um, not saying they're not out there, but we do try to stay away from everybody and. Um, Jade flies high enough that I don't think anybody can see her anyways. So, um, I think it's okay, but yeah, we've gotten a lot of positives from our community, um, which is, I'm thankful for, uh, so, and then, um, go, go ahead. I just want to ask a real quick question. When you're uploading a video and it says, yes, it's made for kids or no, made for kids, if you want comments, what, what do you put down? No, it's not made for kids. Okay. Thanks, sir. So moving on. And if anybody sees a video pop up tonight that I posted, don't watch it yet. It should be on set for a premiere, but I I'm, had trouble with the, getting it uploaded tonight. And it's, it's the one for Swanee where it has the, awesome cross country but don't watch it yet wait so, till later you're, if you're trying to tell that that's the opposite of what everyone's gonna do now right you're trying to get people not to watch something 
No, I have I have it set as a premiere for eleven o'clock tomorrow. Whether my time on my computer is correct for Eastern time, um, it may be twelve o'clock. It may be one o'clock tomorrow. I have no idea. So, but it's still uploading. That's okay. I don't know what's going on with it. Okay, so if your video does come out, we will all wait until eleven o'clock tomorrow to watch it. That'll work. <laughs> we're gonna have to if you're premiering it at that time, right? Well, yeah. Um, so during this cross country, I had to um, make a pit stop. Let's just say, and where I landed was pretty phenomenal. It's right. pretty cool. You, so, you found a wayside station in the air. Uh, that was gonna happen. That was going to happen. I had no choice in the matter. (laughs) I am uh, becoming quickly, I'm quickly becoming famous for uh, landing out on cross countries to uh, go to the restroom and then uh, get back in the air. I don't care. I will land out wherever, take care of business and fly again. I don't care. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Josh Perry said that he had a farmer chase us, chase him down to his LZ once, and and uh, I guess he was saying he was flying over his field. And long story short, the GPS they showed him the GPS, and and they didn't fly any lower than 500 feet. So there is basically the difference between rules and regulations and etiquette. And if I know that someone doesn't want me to fly in their area or over whatever. I do my best, reasonably speaking, to avoid that area because I don't want to fly anywhere I'm not welcomed anyways. It's just, it's no fun. So, um, and I've been in that exact same situation. Remember, was it before the, yeah, no, it was, I have been threatened to be shot at. And so, yeah, I could be right. Or I could be dead, <laughs> you, right. you know. But I just I don't I don't like flying around in areas that I'm not welcome. Well, yeah, because we don't have a uh, a low altitude. Um, we can fly two feet off legally, two feet off the deck, you know. Yes. But to be you know proper etiquette, if you see you know farm animals or something, stay high, stay away. Um, but I got you one better and I never posted this, um, actually had to, actually didn't have to, no, I take that back. I had to delete this video because I wanted so badly, um, to post it. Um, Brian and I were flying at the compound one day and we flew over an area that I guess they were dredging for lime rock or whatever. Nobody around. So we, you know, buzzed the area. There was a little yellow Jeep that that stopped and was like, there's two guys that got out taking pictures, waving at us. So we kind of stuck around a little bit. Well, all of a sudden I noticed Brian just get up and leave. And I was like, huh? So I followed him. And then when we landed, he was telling me that some lady came out of a house that was back in the woods that we never even saw that was there. And uh, kind of came outside with her hands up. So Brian's like, oh, not to, you know, be rude or whatever we left. Well, the very next day, I take that exact same course, 
but I did not go over the pit. I stayed and went further north instead of going to the east. Well, I actually ran across a sheriff that was sitting on the side of the road. And he turned his lights on as I flew by. When I say fly by, he was on the side of the road. I was off of the road. And I was flying about a little lower than treetop. And uh, I turned and kept on flying. Didn't think nothing of it. Well, I land. I load up all my gear. I'm, I lowered my flag down, got in my truck, turned my truck on, was looking at whatever on my phone, put it in drive. And just as I did that, I heard someone say, yo, when I looked in my rearview mirror, it was a sheriff, that same sheriff. So he commenced to telling me that he wanted to um, talk to me because he was investigating me, which right then and there, I should have said right then and there, well, I don't answer questions, but I failed to do that. And I admitted about flying over there. There was three other guys out there flying too. So it could have been any of us, but no, I had to admit it. So, because I'm honest and I didn't do anything wrong. So he's asking me what the rules are. And I said, it all falls under FR 103. He goes, you mean to tell me you can be flying two feet off of someone's property and it's not trespassing? I go, exactly what I'm telling you. I said, it's under FR 103. Look it up. And then, of course, he all of a sudden got real snippy with me. Don't tell me what to do. All this other cup. Well, these people told him that we were running their cattle. I said, well, I have GPS um, on my phone that shows height, time, date, everything. And I have a GoPro that runs constantly. I said, so if you want to go back to them and have them um, swear an affidavit saying that, or fill out an um, affidavit saying that that's what I was doing, I have no problem coming back later and suing them for uh, a false uh, arrest and everything else. Well, that really pissed him off. And uh, he was just hell bent and determined that day that he was going to take me to jail. My wife calls me and says, hey, I'm on my, I'm on my, I just got on the plane. We're fixing to come back from Ohio. Guess who had to pick her up from the airport? <clears throat> I was like, yeah, if, if I don't, if I'm not there, <laughs> you're going to have to call someone else. And on your way back, stop at the county jail, pick me up. Um, but yeah, he, he was just hell bent and determined. I was just like, listen, dude, like you have no say of what with the law when it comes to ultralights and the FR 103. I said, he goes, well, I'm going to have to look this up. I'll go and get back with you. I'm still waiting for him to get back to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have, I kept that particular flight, all the, all the, you know, GPS coordinates, the height, all that stuff. I kept all that information, but the video with him and I, I had to delete because it was literally keeping me up at night. Cause it was just, it, it pissed me off to no end that everything was good, calm, cool, collective until he started getting, he didn't have anything. I didn't admit to anything other than, yeah, we flew over a quarry. I said, we didn't touch their property. I said, so there's, he goes, you mean to tell me you can fly right over my head and, and you don't get in trouble. I said, no, cause you're a person. I can't fly over you. I said, but to fly over property, it's literally, I didn't touch their property. And then then at that time, a plane flew over and I go, you better go catch that plane because they just flew over that property too. That didn't help. That didn't help matters either. At this point, I'm I'm poking nerves. Right. But yeah, that's my, uh, that's my, um, 
that's my closest call of going to jail, <laughs> I guess, for nothing. Yeah, well, Nick Nick Griffith says he flies with the uh, FAR uh, 103 rules and regulations. It's a pamphlet that he keeps with him. You know, right. that, that could be something you just keep in your vehicle if if need be. You, yeah, okay, and that is that is a good idea, Nick. However, when somebody is upset, it doesn't matter what you put in front of them. I mean, right. it basically nope. just makes them even more upset and angry. And uh, so there, there would be a time if someone asked you for it, like maybe the policeman or whatever, that would be a, a I wouldn't have any trouble with that. But um, there's, there's crazy people out there, man. So <laughs> I don't know. I, you know I, I don't know this person from Adam and I don't know how far he's willing to go to prove his point, you know? So, uh, Hey, Bill, Bill H said, Shane, just be nice. It might help. I was extremely nice to the guy, answered his questions, you know, talked to him like a, like a person. And then when he said something about taking me to jail, I was just like, all right, I'm done talking. And of course he didn't like that. And I'm like, why in the hell would I keep talking, dude? You're, you're trying anything to find something to take me to jail on so far. I haven't, I haven't uh, committed any crimes if I did, you'd already have me in handcuffs. So I just quit talking. He didn't like that at all. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, the other thing is that whatever I do is representing the entire sport. So Correct. it's not just me that is, it's, it could affect, it could be the other 10 pilots, you know, on my local group. So and there's just, the, I, I'm, I just uh, do my best to, you know, keep things on the down low. Um, and, uh, and, and to remind myself that I'm in this sport to have fun. Yes. Yeah. And at Swanee, I had an absolute blast. The only thing that was truly missing <clears throat> was some of you buttheads on the panel right now. One wife and uh, a few other people. But, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, we, uh, Smart Car Brian showed up. Jason Russell Smith showed up. Waller showed up. Which, by the way, so the video I'm putting out tonight, I'm going to be putting out another one tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, I get it done before um, Jade's show. If not, it'll be fine. But that one's going to be of Jack and his first flying. As I'm flying over, I see Brian get out of his truck, walk up, give uh, Krista a hug. Red jumps out of the truck, runs right up to Jack, and they immediately just start playing. Like, it, like they've been friends for years. It's freaking awesome. That is awesome. So is that the video that's about to come out? No. Jack's um, Jack's first fly is going to be tomorrow. I, if I can get it out tomorrow night before, there's not nearly oh, as much we, editing. We got it out of them. We got it out, didn't we, Eric? Yep. Yeah, now we know what the video is about. It's going to be a secret. You weren't supposed to say anything. No. <laughs> no, my, my cross. No, the, the one I put out to, that's coming out tomorrow at 11 is of the of the fly-in, but there's going to be one specific, specifically, specifically of Jack in the fly-in, like all the video we took of him, him and Red playing, and uh, Pepper, which is another German shepherd or a German shepherd that showed up. Um, <clears throat> which, by the way, was hilarious. So somebody had like this little black um, toy boxer or whatever, like a little 
Boston, a Boston Terrier. This Boston Terrier comes out of underneath the trailer out in the open. And all three of these dogs, you got Red, Jack, and this German Shepherd that just stand over top of this dog. This dog's eyes were just big as saucers, like, oh, I just walked into the wrong house. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> and, oh, Jack... Brian's like, Jack, you want to come in my trailer? Jack jumped in his trailer, jumped on a bed, laid down. I was like, all right, where are we going? Right. <laughs> I was like, you traitor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we didn't make that fly in. I would have liked to have, but oh well. Maybe next year. Best fly in ever. Of course. <clears throat> no, it was, it's not the best one. Dave Purden said. I'll say it till a day I die or until I find something better. But Dave Purdens is my all-time favorite. And now, now that I'm getting um sorry, Eric, I just I just clicked allowed that guy in. Sorry. Um now that I'm getting more comfortable across countries, you know, two two hours and fifteen minute flights don't really concern me. Before when I first got started, I didn't like leaving the area. I'm sure as all as new pilots, we all stuck around the LZ forever, and then we started venturing out a little bit further and a little bit further. Now I just, man, that mountain or whatever the heck we flew to is so far off in the distance, and I just turned and burned, man. I was just like, we're going that way, let's do it. So I thought it, it's, you know, as as a new pilot, we stay around the uh, LZ, but now that we're, we're more comfortable, Eric. Did you guys do the same thing? Stay around your LZ? We did. At you first. Know, and that, that's the one thing with new pilots. New pilots are going to, uh, they will stay around their LZ, um, stay closer to home, um, you know, and not venture out as far. And it's just a security blanket and everybody needs to understand that. But then, you know, once they get more hours and, and more time up, uh, they will, you know, start exploring a little bit. Well, welcome, Mark. I'm glad you have found some time to join us. Um, yeah, thank yeah. you. I was just going to start going over your list here, but I'll, I'll let you go over it since you're here. Well, and heck, that means I got to grab it. Plus, you can read your own handwriting. Hey, yeah, I, good luck with that. I understood every word there. <laughs> uh, well, we we fly a lot of times at an airport. Uh, we flew there with Shane when he came up. And so, of course, when you go on the airport property, I don't think that they treat us okay there, but I'm sure they'd prefer it if we weren't there. So, you know, I think it's important not to piss them off for sure. Um, but, of course, yield to planes, drive slow, and then we have to go down the taxiway to get to our area, and they want us to put our hazard lights on. So, you know, of course, just follow their rules. And, uh, you know, park and use the use the part that we're supposed to be using. Um, and I just put it on there, you know, your wind indicator. And of course, for me, y'all know my cones with the cameras, you know, put them in a reasonable spot where they're not in other people's way. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I totally agree with all those, you know, these are all real good, you know, points. Um, the one thing that I had is I, I, I think I was at moonshiners. I was in the trike. Somebody was flying a, 
just a foot launch unit. And we've, we found ourselves at the same elevation, kind of coming at the same, just heading towards each other. It weren't playing chicken, but I mean, we were playing chicken. And all I did is I veered to the right. And about that same time, he veered to the right. Of course, we were 100 yards away from each other. But I think it's just pretty common that when you're flying and, and you're in the same path, you know, just kind of slowly veer to the right and uh, get out of the way as soon as you can. And, and of course, that goes with, we all know for general aviation that we have to stay away from them. So, you know, keep your head on a swivel and, and keep, keep looking, looking around, making sure you're safe. You got to protect yourself. So. Uh, what else did, did you have? You by chance go. Go ahead. Uh, I or not? Uh, <laughs> Delta done cut him off of the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> there was a a good question in the chat from Matt yeah. asking about launching. Is it okay to launch from private property, which is located within a national conservation area, and land back at the private property i think uh will you would probably know that answer better well surprisingly enough i'm not super familiar with conservation areas but i would start off with defining who or trying to find out who manages that is that uh, the national parks or uh or whatever that's the first place i would start that's that's specifically defined in the um, uh, FARs. Let's see, pilots requested to maintain minimum to not go back that. Um, well, he, he is saying that it's private property he's taking off from. Okay, but, well, let's see. Yeah, it's private property, but then you get into the noise sensitive areas and stuff like that. Yeah. The request, it's a request that we remain 2000 feet or above. Correct. That's a request. Um, if you have an emergency landing that's out of your, there's nothing you could do that you're okay there. Uh, but then I would argue, why would you take off in an area that, uh, I mean, you know that if you had an emergency situation come up, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'd have to do some research on that. I thought I you think, guys I think... were flying out of a natural, of a, uh, weren't in North Carolina, weren't you, Eric? Yeah, over by the Outer Banks. Um, and all we did is, well, we ended up flying over the ocean. We were not over the land. The only time we were over a land was when we crossed over the bridge by the islands. And um, other than that, we were just on the edge of the beach. Um, and I guess if you are taking off from private property... I mean, it, it, it doesn't sound too exciting, but I would just circle your way up to 2,000 feet, and then you're you're going to be quieter, you know, and then cruise around. But like Will is saying, you don't have, if you don't have a good out, you know, you may want to just look for some. And there again, it, it may be better off just to find a different place to fly. You know, don't try to push push it. Yeah. Now, now the question, though, can you take off from a national park? 
And the answer is yes, you can, if you have permission to do it from the controlling authority. So right. there's where you're going to run into problems. But that particular question has come up before about national conservation areas. And uh, let me just find out who manages it. So Mark, you're back. They turned your internet back on? Got his dial up working. Mark, <laughs> Mark, they turned on your video, but they did not turn on your, your mic. Uh, how's that? <laughs> it's probably worse. <laughs> we still can't hear you, Mark. Uh, quit lying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Anyway, yeah, you had struggling. some good you had some other good pointers on your on your list there. Yeah, I, I know at Purdens, um Shane set his wing out. I don't know if you guys already talked about that. He set his wing out and I mean just walked 20 feet away, picked his motor up and comes back and two different pilots were setting up literally right in front of him. And that was uh not a very nice thing to do. But of course, you know, uh, some of these people lay their wing out and then they go have a coffee or something. Of course, don't do anything like that, you know, especially at a fly in, you know, don't put your stuff out there till you're ready to go. Um, And then, of course, you know, we're responsible for not only our prop, you know, when we're warming our motor up, but also the the wind or thrust coming off of it. You know, we don't uh, we need to just keep that in mind and be careful to where that's going and who else that's affecting, you know, and then how to fly. And of course, like they always tell you, get up and get out, you know, and, and I'm not very experienced, you know, with a year and a half of flying, but it seems to me every time I go to the fly-ins, your guys that are, you know, basically professional paramotor guys, those are the guys that are jerking off on the field half the time. And of all people, they need to lead by example, you know, uh, as far as quit showing off right in front of everybody, you know, pulling up and doing a U-turn right in the middle of the field. So, yeah, that stuff's irritating to me, but, you know, they just shouldn't do that sort of thing. Well, that's the one thing Jamie has it on video is somebody, one of, one of the guys that, you would think of as being a professional instructor took off did a u-turn and almost had a head-on collision with somebody and they were five feet off the ground and there was really no reason for that they because really when you do that you kind of screw up everybody's path the people that are launching the people that are landing we also saw it at um bad apples um, where they were just doing foot drags all the way, just S turns all the way down the runway at uh, Hodges Field, and you're you're correct. That is a lead by example. Yeah, and but Swanee, their excuse was. Hmm. Do you remember what their excuse was? <clears throat> well, on one of them, the excuse mm-hmm. it was, this was an experienced pilot is that he felt confident in his own ability to see and avoid others. Yeah. Here's the problem with that. Others aren't, he he has no way of knowing the experience level that other pilots are at. It could be a brand new person that just freaks out 
you know, um, it, it could be, it, it could be a hundred different things, you know, so it just causes a lot of confusion and uh, it's not the, not the way to do it. So the, the Bureau of Land Management is who controls the national conservation areas. So I still don't know the answer to that. So at Swanee, uh, he, all right, let me, so we're talking proper etiquette. Let me ask you the etiquette on this. You've got three uh, trikes that are already got their wings laid out. You've got one, two guys sitting in their trikes getting ready to go. A third guy standing there waiting on a fourth trike to show up. They weren't taking off until the fourth guy showed up. I walked out probably 40 yards in front of them and in front of one of them and laid my wing out, walked back to my truck, got my motor hooked in, took off. The third guy was still sitting or standing next to his trike. Now, should I have waited another 10 minutes? I already waited 10 minutes to see if they were going to take off. What's the proper etiquette on that? Um, My opinion would be to ask them if they plan on, going or is it okay if you go ahead and jump in front of them um i mean i they're in the wrong for setting in my opinion they're in the wrong for setting their crap out there you know just for looks but i would probably just tell them hey you know you guys mind if i you know lay out and get out well i know first thing is there were other the, the first right, thing right. is, is trike flyers have absolutely no respect for any rules. You know how they. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think Mark's right. They shouldn't have set up if they're going to wait for their buddies to to show up. Well, I noticed that there was guys that set up behind these trike guys and were literally standing there waiting on them because now they've set up but these trike guys are literally waiting on a fourth guy to show up. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I've waited 10 minutes and they still have made no effort to take off yet. Neither, none of them have tried to launch. They were just sitting there. Motors weren't even on. They had already sat next to their campers and, and warmed them all up, drove them out, put their wings out, hooked them all up and were just sitting there. I was like, yeah, I've waited long enough. And I already have to uh, um, walk. God, I want to say it's about 60 yards with my motor on my back. I was like, man, this this is going to be a long walk. But, yeah, yeah I yeah. I took off and I flew back around and they still hadn't even. Um, it's the first flight of my video that's coming out tomorrow at 11. I don't know why I keep saying that, but tomorrow at 11. I'm just kidding. I really don't care if anybody watches it. <laughs> Um, what what time what time i think well i don't know what time my my uh my computer is set for if it's eastern time central time mountain time china time i I have no idea what this thing is set for so it may come out tomorrow 11 at eastern or 12 central or whatever (laughs) no idea and where would we find that video Oh, um, uh, never trust a skinny chef, Shane. I will say in there, you guys all know my rule. If it didn't get captured on film, it didn't happen. But just before my very first wingtip 
touch on a spiral to the ground. Um, I turned to look at the ground and then I didn't get to see the the uh, wingtip touch on film, just so you know, so it didn't happen. You you did a wingtip touch? Yes, I did two of them actually, and both times, just as the wingtip was getting ready to touch the ground, I look at look at the ground in front of me because it's coming by really fast, <laughs> and um, I can see with my eyes, I can see the wingtip touch, and then I pull out of it, and of course on camera it doesn't happen. I have to readjust my GoPro when I do that. Right. But anyways, that happens, but doesn't happen. Hey, I'm uh, I'm still I'm still looking this stuff up. Um, who was it? Oh, Aaron said that he launches from BLM land, but th there's different designations. BLM is like the broadest, but there's different designations. Whether it's wild and scenic, or uh, what's the other one? National Scenic Historic Trails. There's different ones. Um, so if anyone else in the chat can chime in uh, or whatever, that'd be great. In the in the chat, there's some girl named Paramotor Girl. She's got a question for you, Eric. Yeah, I What's, see that. What's uh, proper like in Ohio when somebody is setting up into the wind and another is setting up crosswind at the same time? Well, the exact same time? I guess the exact same time. The one that it, the other's right has the right of way. It, I, it sounds like the one with the uh, setting up into the wind is probably going to take off faster than the guy that's trying to take off crosswind and has to reset up his wing into the wind. Yeah, but now she said who she now she didn't say that. She said who can or who does have the right of way, right? Or is that kind of where she's uh, going? Who can launch first? I don't know. I hey, whoever gets their seatbelt buckled and gets that engine started. Yeah, I mean, in the real world, it's whoever has the biggest cojones wins. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. What happens What happens if, let's say a guy in front of you is taking off and he does a wingtip drag and a cage drag on takeoff, are you I, expected for Connecticut to do the same thing or do you I, just act like he didn't see it? At the very least, you're expected to hit the record button. Well, the thing is, is, he was just trying to get you to copy him. <laughs> just showing you how yeah. to do it, Shane. This is nothing but a show of liars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, that's a good point. What if, uh, what if you're set up in front of another pilot and you biff a launch? And in my opinion, you should get out of his way because your turn is done. I agree. That is correct. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been there before and sat there and watched, you know, a guy try four times. And it's like, I mean, not that I'm a professional at it at all. And I'll screw up a launch. But, uh, you know, four times is a bit much to be holding somebody else up. Just let them go and then try again. Yep. Well, at, uh, at the at the poker run I did, uh, whenever that poker was, the poker run was at Wachula over to Avon. I landed at Avon. Everybody refueled and was getting ready to take off again. There was probably eight or nine guys behind me, and there was four or five guys in front of me. Of course, every one of them launched 
like it was no big deal. I'm like, heck yeah, my turn. Let's go. Failed launch. And I immediately was turning around to grab my wing up to get out of the way. And two or three other people just grabbed my wing, stretched it back out through the line over my cage and said, go, go, go. And I was like, sweet. And I took off, but I had already planned to just cinch up my lines and, and move off because one, I didn't want to hold them up and two, I was embarrassed. And then when they gave me the out of setting my wing up and get out of there and then I wouldn't be recognized, that'd be awesome. So <laughs> I launched as quickly as possible and everything worked out just fine. Yeah. They, they set up for you. They help, they help relay out your wing. There was a bunch of people there. Cause time you fly from the time you fly from Wachula to Avon, you have to refuel. So everybody had their own person show up with, with more fuel or what have you. And everybody was just standing there watching one pilot after another take off. And that was the very first time I had ever been in a situation where there were people in front of me, people behind me. And I mean, everybody had their lines pulled tight, took a step back and was ready to inflate. You know, each person in front of me had already taken off and these, everybody behind me was like, all right, let's do it. And I screwed up. What happened is I, I'm guessing that I took off too quickly or tried to inflate too quickly behind the person who took off in front of me and I just got rotor. But any which way, I didn't inflate and I had to set the wing back down. And then when I was, I literally grabbed, didn't even disconnect from my, uh, my arms, the swing arms. I started cinching it up and two, two or three guys just said, no, 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 set up, set up. One threw the lines over me. The other two pulled the wing out and I just took off. It was perfect. Good. Yeah. That's one of the things on my list. Um, as far as if, if you see somebody else fail a launch, I mean, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't just automatically go out and start putting my hands all over their wings and lines and stuff. I ask the pilot, Do, would you like me to yes. help reset up? Yeah. Some pilots me as well. Okay, and some pilots just like, no, no, I got this. Yeah, so. I mean, there was, there was a time when a guy went down in a, in a, in a creek and I jumped over this barbed wire fence. I'm like, may I touch your wings, sir, to, to help you? And you the guy, you know, guy was. <laughs> you just put your grubby paws all over my wing. I'm still trying to get those stains out. <laughs> hey, I kept, I kept it off the barbed wire fence. I can tell you that much. I, I much appreciated. <laughs> hey, was, yeah. was that the same? Was that the same flying that we saw somebody toss their beer and then jump over a pit and disappear? My God, yes, it yeah, was. And, and through her sunglasses. And her sunglasses and lost her shoes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden lost vision when a friend of hers, supposed friend, goes down. She doesn't see that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> keep preaching. Keep preaching. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, um, what else you guys got for etiquette? I got, oh, I got, I got, one. I got a little bit. Go I'm ahead. On the right, go I have the right away. Yeah. No, go man. right. No, go ahead, Mark or Shane. Mark, you go. I got nothing really other than jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we were down there at Hodges, and I, uh, I had laid out. And um, Michelle Helms was laid out a little bit off to the side. And Shane was laid off back to the left a little tiny bit. 
And I thought, okay, I'm good to go. Shane wasn't out there yet. And I pulled my wing up. And when it did, it kind of turned and I had to turn my body a little bit. And anyways, it never crossed my mind, you know, because I knew I wouldn't blow Shane's wing up, you know, if I went straight. But anyways, I didn't count on the fact that my wing turned a little bit. And so anyways, then when I chased my wing, I wound up blowing Shane's wing and rolling it up. Uh, when I found out that I, I didn't find it out till later. And then when I knew it was Shane's, that, that seemed to be funny to me. But had it been somebody <laughs> else, that would have been bad. Uh, I, I have one that, an, an etiquette that I think may or may not go to the wayside to many people. But let's say that you're in a group setting. You guys all meet up um, to, at a fly-in and there's food being made for the group. Um, I think there's a lot of people that just show up, get food, sit down, and don't really think about before the food's made, during the food being made, or after the food's been made, the eating, the dishes, all that stuff. I really don't think people uh, think about someone has to do all the cleaning. And, you know, I mean... I think it'd be just kind of helpful for somebody to say, Hey, let me uh, help out with this or don't even ask, just jump in there and start doing it. You know, I think that's, it's happened a couple of times. I'm just like, you know, that kind of puts you off on, on wanting to do stuff that's helpful. If you're not going to get help in return, feeding the masses or what have you. Like Eric, you and Jade put, you know, always do the dishes and stuff. It don't make it. It don't hurt nobody to go in there and spend ten minutes washing dishes. It sucks with you get stuck doing them every single time, three three meals a day. That's a lot of work. No, I I agree with you. That that is kind of a a big part of you know going to fly in with a group. You know, and um, I got to say that our group does pretty good with all chipping in and sharing. Uh, there is a few people that I'll agree. Um, it was difficult to bite your tongue, but I, I just bite my tongue and lesson what, learned. What about what about when you pay for some flooring to be put in and they push you out of your camper and floor, put the flooring in without even letting you help? I, I just think it's just well they they rude. saw they they saw the other work that you've done in the camper and they said they don't want this. Um, to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they might not want you screwing up their floor. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a Actually, question just in the got chat. There, there's a question in chat. Is there a minimum recommendation uh, or recommended distance to stay clear of a fellow pilot from Mad Sloper? So, as, as they're flying or taking off? I think he's figuring as he's flying. And I will say that if somebody comes up to do a wingtip touch and you don't feel comfortable, just go away. Just, you know, turn, yep. get off your path. And if he continues to follow, that's not right. If you, you know, want to let him touch the tip in the wing and be, you know, you're okay with that, that's your choice. Um I will fly close to Jade, but I don't, I mean, I keep like two wing distances away from Jade. 
I know that she doesn't feel comfortable with anybody flying right next to her. So I keep, uh, I keep a little distance with her. Um, and I don't get close to really anybody else. So that's just me. Um, so it's whatever you're comfortable with. You keep your distance from what, you know, what you're comfortable with from anybody else. Uh, if they don't get the point where you keep turning away, then um, yeah, not, not very good, but yeah. Especially if you don't know the other pilot, right. You know, so, and they're, they're skilled. Oh, I've been, I have been overtaken from, Ooh, this is going to sound really bad. I've been overtaken. I've been overtaken from behind, had a faster pilot on a faster wing come up behind me. I mean, right next to me. And if I would have pulled left brake, there would have just been no time for either one of us to uh, to react, and it would have been bad. Um, so yeah, I, if you're going to come up behind somebody, I, I would assume the proper etiquette is to swing out a little wider, let the other person see you, and then come together. But yeah, I've had I've had a guy come right in behind me, and I mean, thank thankfully, I'm I was taught to look then turn. And when I looked, I was getting ready to add pressure, and right there he was. I was just like, holy crap. That would have been horrible because we were only 60, 70 feet off the ground. There would have been no time to do anything. Right. Shane, on on your paramotor, you need one of those signs like the semis have. Since you can't see good on the right side, you need a sign telling everybody (laughs) the left is for passing. (laughs) Yeah. So in case you guys don't know, I have macular degenerate disease in my right eye. I can't see out of it. <laughs> so whenever people are flying with me, I'm like, just stay on the left side. Stay on the left side. I'm like, why? I said, that way I can see you. Because if you're on my right side, I can't see you. Not without a full turn of the head and part of the shoulder turn. Right. Uh, that right. does That does worry me. Matt Sloper yeah. said, uh, he said, waving off. I I'm, assume he means that if someone comes up to you, you know, do, do you wave them off or how do you wave them off? But generally, if you take your legs and you cross them, you know, you that means this no. way, it means no. And if you kick your legs up and down forward, that means yes. So uh, I, I, I would say you can't, the most important thing when you're flying close to others is communication. And uh you either try to talk about it on the ground or really know what the other person uh, is, know each other's signals before, you know, flying close. But I did have another one to add, Mark, um, or Eric, sorry. Uh, and that was if you capture another pilot's misfortune, don't rush to put it onto social media and especially don't do it if you don't have the other person's permission to do it because uh, um, the, the, the sport is really small. And uh, if you do something that, that happened to someone, it's going to, I mean, if you put something online, you're putting it online on everybody's behalf. And that's the last thing that, you know, we don't just need a, a bunch of, even though people love blood and guts, <laughs> that's just what the, that's the nature of a human being. It's uh, it's the worst thing you can do for a sport. 
That is, and it's not just yeah, that. It's also because we want we want the positives out there. We don't want to see a lot of the negatives because what we see, everybody sees. FAA sees. So, yeah, yeah we want. But just think of the just think of the views you get. That's what some <laughs> people are thinking. <laughs> That's right. exactly right. They want to be first. Right. Uh, I I see. Actually. Um, I think when Cat when Cat crashed up in Mountain City, um, they asked that it not get posted or what have you, and uh, I don't think it got posted, did it? Or did they uh, change your mind? Or I think there was some ask some questions being asked or something. No, whether there, or not it I, should be. I don't think it got posted. Um, you know, and Jade Jade had some of that video. Jade had. Nick, and that caused a little bit of turmoil that Jade wasn't showing that video to anybody, but it was nobody's video to show except for Nick's. Correct. I had the exact same video, the exact same video, and that that video to me belongs to Nick. Correct. And, you know, there was people that got mad at Jade because they wouldn't, Jade would not show people the video. No, that's not Jade's to show. That was, that's up to Nick and his wife. And um, <clears throat> that's just how it is. So, yeah. On, uh, well, on cats, on cats video, I had it on a, uh, on one stationary camera. And and I also had it on my helmet camera and, um, you know, I just let them know. And then I made them a copy and gave it to them. And, um, you know, I, I agree with all that, that it's, uh, it's, you know, it might be your camera, but it's their decision if they want to show that or not. And, um, and then they can either show it or not. And I'm good with that. And you're making a decision based on, uh, uh, uh for everyone in the sport so be a be a good ambassador you know yep i i do have one for proper ed is it proper etiquette to pull your camper into your group and put 35 cameras filming absolutely everything that's going on and those that's are just would you like to answer that that's He's the only way I, inside I can, I can try and get you guys to behave halfway. Otherwise, I'd have to <laughs> yeah. camp somewhere else. Uh, that's fine. If it wasn't for the threat of video, you guys would be out of control. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he ain't lying there. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the um ID and password into the um uh chat. If you guys want to join after the fact, please do. Um, I'm going to type this in. Um, if you guys want to do the exit and tell us where we can find you guys, that would be great. Uh, you can find me at ppgshane.com on TikTok. Never trust a skinny chef. Shane on YouTube and um Instagram, which I hardly ever use. Well, anybody else? 
you, yeah. you can find me. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Paralife PPG on YouTube. And you can find me on YouTube. I'm Will Fly or WillFlyPPG.com. And you're going to find me on Flying Flamingo Jade's show tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern. Girls just want to have fun. Girls just what? Want to have fun girls? What? <laughs> girls. Oh, you're going to get shot. You're going to get shot. <laughs> yeah, so tomorrow night, you can watch Jade's show at uh, paramotorgirl.com. And it is Girls Just Want to Fly. Just Want to Fly. Uh, Monday night, you can watch Clear Prop TV with Sean Simons. Um, and you can always catch us here Tuesday night um, at the Tuesday night hangout with all four of us nitwits. Uh, next week will be, uh, let's see, the 30th. So I will be doing next week's show. Um, and then after that, it'll be back to Shane. So. Um, hey, I'm sorry, Jade. I did not mean to say that. I promise. Did I say uh, girls just want to have fun? <laughs> did I say that? I yeah, you did. I didn't mean to say that, Jade. I'm sorry. Cindy Lauper just, I don't know, must have that tune in my head. I'm very sorry. Right. So uh, go ahead and uh, come on into the after show. Uh, I posted the link up there um, and come and join us. Let's see. I'll do it again here. Write it down and uh, come on into the show. Uh, Thursday night. We have paramotortalk.com. So, and that's that's always a good one. He's always got good uh, good guests on there. Can learn a lot from a lot of these shows, especially for the beginners, um, even all the way through to the advanced people. Uh, every day that we watch a show, we learn something, and that's why we, I, that's why we've been doing these shows. Next week, we're going to do a show. We're going to figure out what we're going to do and do a lot of research on it, and kind of go from there. So. Um, you guys all have a good evening and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. But if you want to come to the after show, please do. Thanks a lot. See you later, guys. Good night, guys. See ya. Eric, let me know when you stop recording. I think it's stopped recording. Um, I think I'm done. Hold on. I'm trying to now. Let's see. Stop recording there.